You know when you meet someone and you absolutely know they are going places in their career? Well, that is my guest today on the Salon Professional Podcast, Amanda Rossi. You can find her on Instagram at Rossi Paints. She is an incredible color artist and she has only been in the industry for one year. I am so excited for her to share some of her color wisdom with all of you and her best practices on how she became the confident colorist that she is. One of my favorite parts about Amanda is how humble she is and she shared with me that she doesn't know everything and she will never subscribe to the mindset that she knows everything because there's always something more to learn. Look out for this girl because she is going to be a top industry educator. Hope you guys enjoy this episode and please share any feedback and comments and screenshot to share with your industry professionals. Welcome everybody to the Salon Professional Podcast, and I am so honored to have our guest today, Miss Amanda Razi. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. I am so excited. So I discovered you. Listen to me. I discovered you. I found you <laughs> through um our one of our incredible um recent podcast guests, Miss Bang Bang Balayage, and you are an artist at Loom Salon um outside of Boston, correct? Yeah. Um, I work with Lindsay. She's awesome. She's probably been one of the best mentors I've had so far, like within she- the industry. She was like, you have to talk to um, Amanda. She is one of the most incredible colors I've ever worked with. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, how long has she been in the industry? I was like stunned because <laughs> I need to wish you a happy anniversary because today is your first anniversary. It is. I got licensed one year ago today. Well, um, I am I honored know. to be recording with you today on your one year anniversary. And most people are probably thinking right now, like, what is that girl going to teach me being in the <laughs> industry one year? And we're going to get into that. But the first thing I want to share is this is a must listen to episode with the way that um, Amanda like spoke about the color wheel and talking about color formulations and color correction is like I've never heard before. So I, you clearly have um, like a love for color and I know we talked about your background in art and things like that. So we're going to get into that, but you guys, you want to follow her on Instagram and it, I will have this also in the show notes at Rozzy paints. R-O-Z-Z-I-P-A-I-N-T-S. And the reason you're going to want to follow her is because you're probably going to have a million questions for her after you hear her speak um, when it comes to formulating color. So take me back to prior to a year ago when you decided, um, before you decided to go to hair school, like what was your interest in color and art? And just tell me a little bit about your background. Um, Always throughout like like elementary school, high school, I was always painting, drawing, doing stuff like that. Um, In high school, I got really into more painting, um, which has to do a lot with color and how you mix colors and what you can do to make things look different and the values in your painting. So I kind of just like always had that background going into it already. Um, I honestly never really thought I wanted to do hair at all. Um, I was a makeup you artist. You no. were you were more art, and you're like, I want to be play with color and paint. Yeah, so it was just kind of like one of those things that, when it happened, I realized that that was like truly my passion. Like halfway through hair school, I knew immediately. Like, I, I, there was like one day, like a switch went off in my head, and I was like, this is what I want to do forever. I had had 
a unicorn come in and she wanted to be like fun colors and I just remember that was like such a fulfilling feeling after I finished that I was able to create something like that and it was just so amazing and I just kind of knew that that was the avenue I definitely wanted to be in um, you found your passion and that's isn't that amazing when that happens like it's like the crazy it's honestly the craziest feeling and it's so I'm so lucky that I kind of was able to experience that feeling so early into the career like I hadn't even started yet and I knew I was like this is what I'm doing forever now take me back to painting were you into watercolors like tell me a little bit about that just honestly like everything I did a lot of print work too with ink um but I did watercolor I did oil paints I I like did everything honestly it just it was more of a hobby for me not so much a job right um and I think when I was deciding whether or not what I wanted to do for my future it was like that was fun for me and I didn't want that to become my job I didn't want that to be ruined for me did you always love mixing colors together to create other colors and discovering what that did oh absolutely like I I actually had an art project in high school that I did um and it was like pretty much just like blobs of color but it was like I just took everything and mixed it and created like this big abstract piece and my teacher was like what is this and I was like this I think it's so I have it somewhere honestly I'll have to dig it up that's so cool (laughs) So color has always come really natural to you. I just, yeah, I I always kind of just felt like it was something I just understood, um, like the breakdown of it. And then learning about hair color, I kind of just, I don't know, it just like was my little niche. I just loved it. I was like obsessed with any color class we had coming into the school. Um, I took classes outside of school. um, So that's something that interests me about you. Like while you were in school, you took classes outside of school. Mm Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And all of this um, information has really brought you to a place that you're really confident in color. I'm very comfortable and confident with it. Um, I definitely like there's so much more to learn. There's always room to learn, but I'm very confident and comfortable with what I do know as of now. That makes me happy when you say that we were, you know, talking and prepping for this episode and I was like, God, you know it all. And you're like, oh no, there's always room to learn more. I I think that attitude lends itself to why you're going, you're just going to always do well. Like I can just, thank you. I'm like, you're like a rising star. So I'm (laughs) very lucky to have you on this podcast right now. One of the things that you told me was when you've been assisting in some education classes, kind of getting your feet wet into learning about the world of education that people have said to you stylists have said like the way you just broke down the color wheel is so you just simplified it and it finally made sense so I just wanted to like get a little bit of an idea of what like that breakdown and how you talk about the color wheel because everything starts there right when you're formulating color yeah honestly um when formulate like when you're thinking about what you want to formulate with there's so many things that come into play but like at the end of the day you need to know your color line and you need to know your color wheel and it's when I talk like yeah it was actually for example yesterday like I only spoke for about maybe five minutes and I had two of the students came up to me and were like wow like that like you just like opened my eyes to a couple things in that short amount of time they were like can I pick your brain I was like oh my god yeah please message me like I love that um it just comes down to like it really is so basic, but it's so hard to understand at the same time, which is so I think people get tripped up, especially with like color corrections and everything. It's like you need to be able to formulate different parts and take the time to just kind of separate things to make it work, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So when you are going into a color correction or looking at any head of hair, you're seeing multiple colors on that hair. So are you formulating differently for different sections? 
Oh, absolutely. Especially with a color correction. Like, is I that kinda... the biggest mistake people that stylists are making right now that they're just kind of doing one thing all over? So it's, yeah. it's okay. I, I think that that's where people might be struggling. And that's like, I get quite a few questions about color corrections and how I formulate everything. I kind of just break everything down into zones, honestly. So if I do a strand test and there's, you get those lines and everyone sees like those different colors they kind of freak out you just break it into zones like one two three four if there's four different bands four zones you know and you just kind of formulate according to those zones so that's your biggest piece of advice when you're approaching a color correction is to to break it down into zones like yeah, don't totally. panic <laughs> yeah and formulate like step, back for the and like, zones. step back and just kind of look at it and see like if one piece is yellow you know you need a violet to cancel that if one piece is red you know you're going to need a green or a matte to cancel that and then once you get everything canceled and neutralized, then you can go over with any color and make it all even. I love that. So talk to me about, now, like when you were in school, did you learn your formulation in school or do you feel like you're, and I'm not saying there's anything bad about schools or anything like that, but, or do you feel like you're self-taught from all of the different education that you've taken? I'd say, obviously my foundation was from school. I was very lucky. I went to Tony and Guy that they're one of the best hair schools out there right now. Yeah. Um, their education program is really good. It's very in-depth. So I was very lucky to be That's in a school. Awesome. Where, yeah. Yeah. So you had a really good foundational training. Do you, like for someone to be a great colorist, meaning they can work with whatever canvas comes into them, what do you think is your, like, what is your best advice on how to become that colorist? Um educate yourself, take your time. Um, I think education is definitely very worth it. I didn't even know education was a thing until my school took us to um, IBS in New York. Oh, and I went there and I was like, blown away. I'm like, I was, I had no idea that that was even an industry within the hair world. I had no idea. And that's kind of where I started. I took two of the classes that were there. That was the first classes that I ever took outside of school. And then after that, I was obsessed. So I just started like looking into it. I started taking more classes. Um, Salons that I worked at had in-house education, which was also awesome. They had color lines come in. And obviously, I just ate that right up. Um, So you've worked with a lot of different color brands. What if somebody um, is getting a new color line in their salon? What is your best piece of advice? um, When transitioning, I say know your numbers like know your tonal values and everything on the scale everything's numbered so usually everything's pretty universal I think Aveda is probably the only one that's different okay with like numbers yep I like color because it's different yeah it's pretty universal like I could go to a different country and I might not be able to read what the box says but if I see that it says 0.3 I know it's gold you know and I, I think that's really cool oh that so that universal numbering system so making sure that you know your numbers and when yeah, you talk about I, had, I love color, that. Yeah, that's no, that's great advice. When you talk about the color wheel, give me a little bit more of like your foundational training on that. Um, just knowing what cancels what and okay. kind of you need to know like your primaries, obviously, you need to know secondary, all that stuff. Um, I like keep a little note in my drawer always, even though you I do. haven't remembered, um, of just you know, red, blue, yellow green, orange, violet, like I just kind of keep it and I have a note of what cancels what just in case like sometimes you get like overwhelmed, you get tripped up. But I think it's good to always keep a color wheel nearby so that you can see what's going on. What are some of the biggest things you're seeing? Like, do you find that people are always using like violet to cancel out any warmth when they should be using something else? 
Yeah, I think a lot of the times people, I think, get scared to use like an ash or a mat and completely understandable because if you put an ash on a yellow, it's going to turn green. But there's ways to kind of get around that. And I say this with my like platinums all the time is I'll always put a gold in my formula. And you put a gold in your formula. Do you guys always gold gold or copper (laughs) in your platinum formulas? Yep, always. Um, Ash colors are going to absorb light and it's going to look really dull and that's I've had cases where I've put just a straight violet on someone who wanted to be super ashy and then they look in the mirror and they're like oh my god I'm brown (laughs) right so this is one of the biggest (laughs) things that we're seeing out there is that we're toning improperly right totally um I think it's scary when you like you have someone who's like I hate warmth I hate it I hate it I hate it but it's like they don't even know they have no idea and you don't need to tell them that you know like you don't have to be like oh hey I put gold in your platinum formula like they don't need to know um yeah some of the most beautiful formulas have that I noticed they'll have like a three in there like a three one or a one three yeah I always put like a violet and a gold together and I get my like icy icy platinums and then also what I was saying actually yesterday in the class is when you have someone who's so against warmth like that but you sneak a little in their formula there is times when they're going to see that in their hair in certain lightings, but their eyes adjusted to it. So when that toner fades out and they're starting to get like, quote unquote, brassy, yeah, it's not going to be so drastic. It's not going to be, oh, I went from gray to straight yellow. It's going to be, you know, I went from like a nice kind of like almost like honey, golden, platinum color. And now it's just a little bit more yellow. So they're not going to like freak out. They're not going to feel like they have to come back. They're not going to think it's so drastic because their eyes are already trained to see it oh. even, though they don't, even though they don't know it they're already seeing it in their hair so when somebody wants to be really icy tell me one of your favorite formulas to use like where tell me where you're lightening them to and toning and kind of what that looks like and I know the color line you use but this is probably going to be like a little bit more universal or do you yeah okay cool I can I can use um Cayman as an example yeah. and also I can translate it to redkin too because i feel like a lot of people use redkin they do let's um, let's go cayman and then we can <laughs> let them formulate their own color line we got to leave some guesswork right <laughs> cool right um when i'm it depends on the canvas obviously but when i have someone who's capable of reaching platinum usually i'll lift them to like a 910 um i learned this one from Lindsay. actually she always says lift them to the yeah. inside of a banana peel shout out bang bang balayage <laughs> She says to lift them till they look like the inside of a banana peel um, so that they're a nice pale yellow. I think that that was a really good visual yes. for that one. And then when I'm toning them, usually I'll just use anything. I use mostly a violet, obviously, if they're yellow, um, mostly a violet. And then I'll add some gold. So my, my go-to is usually in Cayman 10-3 and 10-7 or 10-1-7. And how, like, are you mixing, the, how much gold are you adding? Not a lot. Like, I'll do probably... I work in ounces. I know a lot of people work in grams. So I'll probably do like 0.75 ounces of the 10.7 and then 0.25 of gold. So I'm not using a lot. It's just enough to kind of like fill that spot in the hair where it's lacking tone. That's what it's, So that gold is going in and kind of filling in so everything else looks better. Pretty much it's creating a nice base for the hair to give it that pop that it needs because any warm colors are going to reflect light. It's going to like make it shine. Absolutely. And if everything's just so, like you said, ashed out, it's going to not reflect the light and it's going to Yeah, it just becomes dull and it kind of becomes washed out and everything. And then no one like, nobody ends up liking it ever. Do people like give you pushback when you're like, add gold, add gold? Um, I think. Not so much pushback. I think people sometimes just get nervous. Yes. 
um, understandably, because you don't want somebody to leave like orange, you know? Absolutely. But, but they're not seeing that. They're not seeing the warmth. No. And I definitely starting off never did that. And that was a trick that I had learned in a couple classes that I took. And then when I started trying it, I really liked it. And then I got a little more daring. So I'll start adding a little bit of copper into my formulas. Um, but like when I say copper, I mean like a drop. You're just <laughs> like putting a, a drop. drop. Right. So you're <laughs> just putting a drop of these warmer colors to make the overall color look better. And you're still getting that cool result, cool result that the client oh, yeah. wants, but it's just going to be more light, reflective and pretty. Right. It's it almost as more of like, I call it like a mirror. Like the sunlight's going to mirror off of your hair if I put this gold in your formula. I um, love this advice. Yeah. I think it's so important. Now tell me, like when somebody wants like a really beautiful, like we're seeing a trend of warmed up color, but like you said, everybody's like, I don't want to see red. I don't want to see orange. Mm-hmm. What are some of your best toner formulas for um, like a beautiful warm finish that does not look brassy? Um, oh, I have so many. You're like, I have the <laughs> Or just some advice that you have to um, stylists that are trying to warm up color. I think more light reflective. the best advice I have right now, as of this point in my career is toners are meant to mask what's going on in the hair naturally. So if you're okay. warm, you're putting a, if you want to put a gold or a natural or anything on there, it's not going to accentuate the warmth that's already happening because it's meant to get in there and change it. So when you have someone who's super warm and everything, the toner is meant to push the hair in a different direction regardless. So it's not going to make it like super orange. It's not, I mean, if you put a copper on someone who's orange, it's going to be really orange. But if you want someone to be like a natural, like a warm color, like the toner is going to do its job. You don't need to worry about it being too brassy after the toner or anything like that. As long as you're formulating correctly, you can use warms on someone who's already warm. Um, probably one of my favorites is probably a 9.3. Um, and that's a 9 that's gold. That's just a 9 gold. And then I add like a little bit of neutral in there. And sometimes maybe I'll add like a little bit of copper, but not too much. Um, I have a really, one of my favorite Redkin formulas is 9G and 9NW. Okay. For a warm blonde, um, I'd say that probably translates and came in as a 9.3 and um, and just a 9N. Very nice. I love that. So those are great because we have a lot of different color lines, you know, out there and people are listening to this and what, you know, we were talking a little bit about a lot of these color entities that are out there that are now formulating color for people online. So they're going online and they're formulating color. And what do you think of that? Oh, that just makes me so sad. (laughs) Honestly. Right. So how can colorists separate themselves from that? Um, I think honestly, if your clients are leaving feeling like they could do it at home, you're not you're not doing anything that they're impressed by. And I think education comes a lot into that. Like you should be educating yourself. You should be able to educate your clients in a way where you sound like you you know what you're talking about, but they don't understand it. And I think that that's a line that should be drawn in the industry is that I think clients are starting to know too much especially with Pinterest right. and Instagram They're... and everything like that. It's just they think that yes. our job is so easy and it's not, it's really not at all. Right. So uh, this all comes down to consultation and process and then aftercare, right? Okay. So tell me about your consultation as, you know, such a incredible formulator. <laughs> like talk to me about your consultation. Um, 
we actually this is funny we just were talking a lot about this in the salon the past couple weeks um our consultations like definitely I always we started like sitting down next to our clients and we look at them we're like realistic we break down pictures based on like what exactly do you like about this picture versus what do you not like about it like we kind of have to break down these pieces because sometimes people are looking at one tiny piece of a picture and you're looking at the overall picture. So if they're looking at like the piece of brown that's poking underneath the blonde. We might not know that. So like breaking down your pictures is very important in a consultation. Definitely. I love that. And then they could be talking about the money piece in front, that light piece. And then you're thinking they're talking about the dimension. Oh, absolutely. So you actually in your consultation, so you're taking them through the Pinterest boards, you're showing them pictures and you're, you're physically saying like point to the part that you love oh, yeah. about I make this. them like zoom in I'm like what exactly are you looking at in this picture right now um, we actually have a really cool tool in the salon too we have a really big iPad and we pulled up a Pinterest and we pinned pictures so we did cool blondes neutral blondes warm blondes like reds bobs like we have all different sections laid out and we bring it over to the client and we let them go through it that I absolutely love that and we have to do this now because there's too much out there right now that too many entities that want your business and they're like literally FaceTiming you and having consultations over your phone or via the computer camera. And they're introducing things like now like toners and blonding, not just your gray coverage. So this um, is so important that you guys are like following this system. Like you're a year into this and you've got a pretty steady clientele and you are now so passionate about education and looking to teach other stylists. Totally. Yeah. That's definitely my passion. Um, I would love to just be able to help people wherever they need it. Um, I love feeling helpful to people, but I also like feeling helpful to my clients as well. So when they come to me with questions, I like to be able to answer them and I like to be able to educate them in a professional way where it keeps them not in the dark, but keeps them in a way where they still feel they need to come to see me. And for a color correction, talk to me about like how you usually probably can't do that in one session, right? Um, it's a, you're having multiple. Multiples. It depends. Um, if I have someone, I've had cases where I've been in the salon with a client for six to eight hours. Oh yes, yeah, but I, I have them come in first for a consultation and I'll usually, I'll do a test strand. So I know exactly what I need to do and how long it's going to take me. Um, and I'll book accordingly. So I'll just block off a whole day with them. So you are always doing a test mm-hmm. strand. So you guys, that's, you absolutely have to do always. that. That'll set you up for oh. success. You will know, like, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I do a test strand and I take pictures of it. I come home and I'm like writing down in my little book, like, this is what I need to do. This is how long it's going to take me. I'm like crazy about it. That's a really great practice to have. I want to, before we wrap up, I want to just um, talk to you about some mistakes that you're seeing out there. I know we talked about a couple of them, but tell me um, some of your best, like, you know, like if someone's at this level and they want to be here, you know what I mean? Like with your toners, if you're seeing this, what would be the best sort of colors to use that maybe you see that are people are using the wrong choice out there? Um, a lot of the times I see people put an ash on someone who's yellow to try to make them icier. And that's when they end up with that mucky green color. I think that's probably, those are probably the biggest mistakes that I see. Um, is using a straight up ash toner or ash color on that yellow and then it's turning into that green and it's a hot. Yes, and that goes back to the color wheel like we were talking about earlier is if you know your color line, you know the tonal value, you know that ash is blue and you know that hair is yellow, you know blue and yellow makes green. It's kind of like it goes back to basics. 
Do you guys hear that? She just did a little <laughs> little color puzzle for you. So what would you do? So they're using the ash. That's when you're going to go in and use that little tiny bit of gold. I Honestly, like if they're that yellow where they're going to turn, I would first put, I'd probably use two formulas. I'd probably pre-tone with um, a violet gold. And then if they're neutralized, then you can go in with the ash if there's no yellow. But sometimes that violet gold is enough to make them ashy, you know? Um, yes so it just depends on how you're formulating I love pre-toning I do it a lot with my clients all right let's talk about pre-toning what's pre-toning let's tell everybody out there what that is Um, pre-toning will just kind of set you up for success in your end color especially like with color corrections or anything I have one specific client who's a unicorn and I think pre-toning is probably the most essential part of her service every time she comes in she comes in with so with fashion colors you have a a big recommendation of pre-toning absolutely um, sometimes, because sometimes she'll come in and we'll do like four or five colors in her hair and that's not all going to fade out evenly. So you kind of have to pre-tone those colors out to have an even canvas. I call it, um, evening the playing field is usually what I call it, but <laughs> I like that. So evening the playing field. So when I know you're going to be developing education and hopefully, you know, be with some really great brand in the future. Are you going to teach this foundational color and sort of these rules and best practices. Oh yeah, I would absolutely love to. Um, I think that's what I'm super, that's kind of what drives me in the industry is just teaching people about how the color wheel works. And even though sometimes it sounds so basic, it's so important to what we do. And I just, I just find it like, it's probably for me, one of the most important things about our industry is just how to formulate and what your colors do and what they will look like. And it like, people just get so scared to play around. And I think that that's my favorite part about going to work is that every day I can kind of push my limits and see what I can create next. And I think that that's so fun. Now what, like, what gave you the confidence to say, okay, I'm going to put that little bit of copper. I'm going to put that little bit of gold. Honestly, if one day I was homesick and I have this like drawer of just so much color. <laughs> and this is actually when this was right when I was actually getting hired with Lindsay, she was looking on my story and saw this. I like, mixed up probably 30 different formulas that I just wanted to see what they looked like on swatches. Oh my God, <laughs> I, I wrote them all down. I was so bored and like I posted it on my story and it was so funny because Lindsay saw it. And that oh, was, she's like, this girl's, <laughs> that was like before she hired me. It was so <laughs> funny. And I didn't know that until a couple months after I was working there and my coworker was like, Oh, like you're going to bring out your formula book. And I didn't even like, I was like, how do you know about that? I had no idea that that is so saw that or was looking at it. But that's what gave you the confidence because you swatched it out. Is that something you recommend for all styles to do, whether they've been in this industry for five minutes or five years? Totally. Like, do you recommend that everyone just swatch out their color line and see all of the results? Totally. Um, I swatched a bunch. I had like from hair school, I just had these little color swatches and um, I just had so much extra color in my drawer so I just kind of was like I wonder what this and this will make and I had some that didn't work at all but I had some that were so beautiful and I just wrote them all down so that I had them and then that were you surprised when you were adding this gold and this copper what the result was absolutely even like I love even like some pinks warm it up yeah honestly like add some warmth into your formulas you'll see a big difference you bring them outside and their hair's gonna pop it's gonna be like white I can't, it's so funny to hear you say though, like if you want a platinum formula, you're going to add a little dab of warmth. I mean, I absolutely love that advice. I know it's true. We've seen it. 
Now, is there any other advice you want to give for social media um, or anything with, you know, taking pictures, things like that? So anything that you want to share with your best practices and your career? I think for social media with posting and everything, it's very important just to be yourself. I think the, like Instagram is so saturated right now with hair and everything like that. And I think that people get stuck in this almost like routine where they're trying to sound so almost salesy and it's like just mm-hmm. be you like you will attract what you are and I think that that's so important in building a clientele as well like speak like you would speak to your friends right like minus right. Yeah. you know a couple things right, right. keep it professional talk to people, but like, definitely yes. just be yourself like people want to see your personality and I think that's what I, some a lot of people are in it for like the followers or the likes and I'm, I'm in it just I want to post my work I want people to see what I do um do you ever post your little, when you go through, I call the color world puzzle. Do you ever post anything about that? Like, I don't. Just I feel of, like I should. I should do more I feel of that. like that would be really cool if you were like, we were here and we took the steps from here to here. And like, I think that would be really interesting to people. And I think it um, elevates what hairstylists do as totally. well. Like people probably don't realize that, right? Because they're hearing all this out there, consumers, and they're like, oh, I'll just put a violet on that yellow and I'll be, you know, perfect. You know, they think everybody thinks purple shampoo, purple shampoo. Mm -hmm. Um, So they sort of think they know what's going on. So I think it's, it's so great how you're educating and um, it'd be great to see that in your formulas um, on your posts. I I, sometimes I'll break down my stuff. Like I'll do like a long post, but at at the same time, I know, Mm -hmm. I know scrolling through Instagram, I'm not going to sit here and read a novel. So I try to (laughs) not do that all the time. I bet people will read a novel if you're posting it because what you know about color is so good. And I know one of the things that bothers you about the industry is, um, and I know you didn't mean this in an insulting way, but just that, you know, so many stylists are lacking how to formulate properly. And maybe that's from training or just maybe there's too much information out there, but you you feel like we need some really good foundational formulation, right? Yeah, totally. I think that the industry right now is totally lacking people who are so passionate about like you get you get people who are brand ambassadors and you get people who are just working for these companies kind of going through the motions, but you don't, it's very, for me at least in the classes that I've taken, um, it's a lot of technical stuff. It's not so much like I want to know the science. I want to know why this is working. I want to know exactly what it's doing when I put it on the hair. Like I think that's really what drives me and I've just not seen a ton of that yet. I, I'm sure it's out there, but I just haven't seen that a lot yet. So I'd like to see more of that in the industry totally. And do you feel like no matter what color line was brought into your door that you, I mean, most, most color lines that are out there, they're good color lines. They wouldn't be in the market if they're not. Do you feel like you could work with any color line out there based on what you know, knowledge wise? I think that if the opportunity rose and I I liked what they stood for and everything like that, I would totally feel comfortable working with any color line um like I said it's kind of it's so universal and I love the the color language that's out there with the numbers and everything but mm-hmm. I don't I, I would definitely want to work for a company I was passionate about oh absolutely but I'm just saying like the confidence of knowing color means that you can really pick up anything and use it right without that fear. oh totally yeah I would just I because would you have this knowledge right, I would probably just stay close watch it you know make sure that it's not doing anything weird but I wouldn't walk away from it if I didn't know it too well but and when you're in your consultation, do you talk about the formulas you're going to use and why? Um, sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't, I don't like to keep my client. I like to keep my clients in the know, but I don't want them to feel like they can bring that somewhere else. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, no, no, yeah. no. I love that. But you're making sure they know 
what you're doing is something really special Always. and you've got your PhD professional <laughs> hairdresser, right? Right. I try to keep them in the know. I like to let them know that everything I'm doing for them is customized completely. I'm not doing the same old, same old on them. Yes. And you probably have guests that come in and like, I want the same thing you did last time, but you're still going to have a consultation. Absolutely. Right? And I, I don't like to say I do the same thing on anyone twice because their hair is in a different condition when they come in than it was the first time that they were in. And hopefully it's healthier because they've used your product recommendation. Right. So maybe now you're like choosing a different pre-toner and different things like that based on the canvas you're working right. with. Right. Their canvas is always a little bit different. So sometimes even if my formula is like almost exactly the same, I might tweak it a little just because their condition of their hair might be completely different. I think this is such great information, you guys, hearing like every time she's changing up the formula, not just to change it, but based on that hair canvas. I absolutely love that information and it's what's going to separate the professional hairstylist from all this other BS that's happening out there because we don't want to lose our clients to like a Madison Reed color bar. Like we don't want to lose our clients. So when you are the professional and really each and every time treating your guest in this way um, as a new client, I think that's what's going to keep the client in your chair for sure. Girl, you are one year out of school. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned this year and even if it's something bad that happened like what are a couple lessons that you learned this year in your first year Mm, I think lessons I've learned is sometimes just stepping back and like kind of absorbing your environment is very important Um, I'm a very fast-paced person so I'm always like on the go and I'm trying to rush things and I just think that rushing is never beneficial for anyone. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Yeah, so you're just, you're pausing, I'm pausing. you're taking yes. it all in and that, that's helping you create the best formulas and not rushing yes. it. Um, I think that coming out of hair school, um, Lindsay and I always joke that I come in hot sometimes. So <laughs> um, I think coming out of hair school, I had this idea that I was like, okay, I just want to dive into education. And then I worked in a salon and I realized it's not overnight, you know, like take your time. <laughs> learn your stuff. I think that knowledge is power. If like, if you're educated, you can talk to anyone about anything. And I think that that is so mm-hmm. important. So I really am just working on Yeah. That. You have to keep that real life experience for you to go out and teach. Right. And I think you, I mean, you for sure are a rising star. There's no Thank question. You. And I think you're going to do big things in this world for sure. You've got a great knowledge base. And I think that um, is great advice from Lindsay is to, yes, you're coming in hot. Let's slow it down a little bit and get all this experience because what, like you're going to work with every type of client and you're going to be able to share with the stylist that you're working with. And you're probably going to work with stylists at some point that are going to say, how can you know more than me? You've only been doing this one year or two years and you really will. You'll really have that information and that knowledge. And I just think that it's all comes down to education and how much you're investing in yourself and making sure that you know what you're talking about. You're not just, you know, pulling it out of nowhere. Um, And what would be your advice if someone's shaky with color? Like, let's say they're like, gosh, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm still a little shaky when it comes to the formulation. And maybe some of the things that you're saying are scaring them. Like, well, I didn't know if you just put a little pop of copper Um, and maybe their results are pretty good. Right. What would be your best advice? What should that person do Um, at this point? At that point, I'd say if they've been doing it for a while and they're still feeling like really uncomfortable with it, just go ahead and like, try it slowly. Even if it's, if you're comfortable with what you've been doing, maybe like take a piece in the back and try something new where they're not really going to see it. 
Ooh, I like, like one that. little piece and just see how it works. And like, you can even do that quickly if you have time at the sink. Like, it doesn't take long to see where a toner's headed. Um, so play around a little bit, but in a, in a discreet in a spot. discreet and safe way. And I think that that's kind of a good way to get someone a little more comfortable with pushing their limits with color. And I know with Evolve, like all of our color lines offer classes with swatching out color. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Like they can come in. So, I mean, I think that's really important if you're feeling like, you know what, I'm just a little, I just need a little bit more information and I want to see where this goes. Like have your color manufacturer come in and have a class where oh, you're swatching out totally. all the colors. Oh yeah, but absolutely. I think that's super that's empowering. Very empowering. I think that that was probably in my, in one of the old salons that I worked at, we did have a couple color lines come in and I thought that that was so great for the salon. And just like, and that gave you that confidence with color. Totally, because I was I was not very comfortable with that color line when I first started, and then after taking just one class with them, I felt super confident with them. Just so the big thing is just knowing what your color line's going to do. So taking practicing and knowing what your color line's going to do, and I love your advice to just play, mix things together, and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Play with it. This is your craft. This is your business. Like know everything your color line is going to do and do you think too like sometimes people get stuck a little bit in like old information even if it's you know like they just get stuck like no this does this this does this totally where they're not open to it okay so it's like we have to open our minds I think that that comes from a very safe space too you know you know what's going to work you know what's going to happen and for me, that's, that's just not enough. I want to see like, oh, if, is this going to go wrong? And then when it doesn't, you get so happy, you know, <laughs> it's just like, it's yes. Once and then at the end of the day, right. there's three, there's three primary colors, right? right? And if, there's three, you just need to see what they're all going to do. And they're all mixed up together. Yeah. Is that? And I just think that that's awesome. so fun and it keeps everything exciting. It keeps it different. You're not stuck in the same like routine every day. I just think that it's so fun. Um, and you'll attract those color clients when you're that person and you're confident in that color and you're speaking the color language, you're going to attract the color clients. And let me tell you, that's where there's some major money oh, to be absolutely. made, right? Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, this has been such a treat to be able to um, talk to you, especially on the first anniversary of your I first know. year Thank you so much. as a professional hairstylist. I feel like you have so much expertise to share and Thank you. you guys absolutely have to follow at Rosie Paints, R-O-Z-Z-I-P-A-I-N-T-S. And is is it okay if people DM you with questions? Oh, absolutely. I love that. Please DM me. And if you feel like there's stupid questions, don't worry about it. She's not going to Oh, my God. There's no stupid questions. No, never. (laughs) Ask your questions. Because, like you said, you're always learning, too. And you guys, um, there are no dumb questions. DM her. This is your girl. And I'm just so excited to see where your career takes you. You are definitely in great hands at Loom Salon with Miss Lindsay Little. Bang, bang, balayage. And um, you guys, if you love this kind of information, put like leave us some comments, DM us with questions, and we can always hop on for another podcast with some very specific questions when it comes to color formulation, color correction, best practices, even consultation. So please um, leave us some questions and different things like that. We would love to answer them for you. Yes. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. And we are so appreciative of all your knowledge and we will definitely talk soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you loved it as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. 
If you did, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social channels. Share this podcast with your industry friends. And don't forget to leave us a review. If you have ideas for upcoming episodes that you'd like us to cover, or if you would like to be a guest on our podcast, email us at socialmedia at evolvesalonsystems.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we love bringing you great content for our incredible industry.